You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 227 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, it is part two of my talk with Cole Irvin, who did really well on Tuesday in his start. He went three innings, gave up a hit and a run, uh, struck out four a few couple of that outing with the outing that Nick Turley had, which was not great. He gave up a uh, game-ending grand slam in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, I said that he'd been having trouble with giving up home runs. Um, if you couple those together, maybe the door is opening for Cole Irvin to make the the, the team on opening day. So that's interesting. Uh, but this is all before his second outing. Uh, we're talking about Disneyland and, uh, you know, which rides are the best video games, music, actually in the right after I send it to the interview. It's straight into music for you guys. And then uh, we're also talking about career goals, uh, when he felt he could make it as a pro. Uh, It's a lot of good stuff. You get to know Cole Irvin, the person, a lot more in this version or in this second second part of of the interview. So uh, this is my favorite part of the interview, personally. I really liked learning about, uh, you know, pitching and all that stuff. I thought that was fantastic. This is a lot more uh, just about, you know, a, a guy trying to make it. So uh, it's a lot of fun. And also video games and music and stuff. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. I'll be in here a couple more times to tell you guys about you know, rockauto.com. And actually, that does remind me, rockauto.com is the title sponsor of this episode. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. There's a little box for that. Just write Locked On. And uh, that helps. So uh, without further ado, here is the second part of my interview with Cole Irvin. If you missed the first part, it's in our feed. Um, also, follow us on social media at LockedOnAce on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you have any mailbag questions for us, got a mailbag coming for you guys tomorrow. So uh, get those questions in. Hurry up on that. Um, LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com is where you guys can send those. Uh, so here is uh, the rest of my talk with Cole Irvin. Something that I'm always interested in, and this is not anything to do with pitching necessarily, but what is your walk-up song and does it change if you're a starter or a reliever? Oh man. (laughs) Oh man. Keep in mind, this will be our intro and outro music for this episode. (laughs) So I was, I was, so my, you're going to laugh. My mom of all people goes, Hey, I think you should, I think you should use this song. And I'll mention in a second as your walkout, like everyone could dance to it. Everyone knows what it is. I was like, I was like, mom, no, like, no, no, please. No. Like, I don't, don't even think about it. She goes, I'm all right. <laughs> By, was it John Fogarty? No, not John Fogarty. Uh, oh yeah. The, the uh, song. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the Caddyshack, Caddyshack theme song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the one. <laughs> Caddyshack theme song. She wants, she was like, you could do, I'm all right. I'm like, Oh no. I was like, okay, one, yes, that's a great song. I love it. I'm not mad about it. I love that song. But two, I can't be going out to that because I'm going to be thinking about it. And it's like, I need to be locked in. I can't be like, like all 
I guess it goes with my nickname, your, Swervin. Your gopher impression? <laughs> yeah, like the little gopher impression. Like, I can't be doing that. That's your uh, one. Like, I don't need any pigeons. I'm, I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> I'm already warmed up. Can't you tell by the song? I'm all right. Uh, so, yeah. No, it's been uh, the past few years, it's been Dirt to Dust by Jason Aldean. Um, it's it's just been something that I've I've really enjoyed um, as a as a walkout song. But I, man, there's speaking of going back to my fresh freshman year glove, the song that stuck with me then and I had success with was uh, "Icky Thump" by the White yeah, Stripes. Good song. It's such a good song. I could talk about music all day. Um, <laughs> and so I mean, and who knows? I do have a couple of friends in the music business that I hope. Uh, drop their music right before season starts because I do have a couple songs that I want to use, but <laughs> but I, I obviously can't use them because they're not released yet. So it's that's I the really problem. Thought you were gonna say that you sang, and I was like, oh my god, please do your own walk up song. <laughs> nope, no, nope, we are not. Nope, nope, nope. Do not make my own music, and uh, will not attempt to. Um, my brother, my brother is the musician in my family. My my younger brother, he's he's unbelievable. Plays every instrument. I have never been good at uh, instruments or singing or anything like that. But uh, I, I like to joke around with my wife that uh, when I was younger, Seals was a kiss from by Rose. One of his, the, his songs, he was harmonizing with himself, but it, it's the audio overlaying itself. And uh, my dad would always tell me that you can't do that. You're one person. And that's what killed my music career is that I, my dad just crushed my dreams right there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm considering um, another song. It's a little bit slower, but like, I don't know. It's just got so much depth to it. It's uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of the artist Coulter Wall. No. Um, Country. <laughs> it's, it's, it's folk. Okay. Um, but the, he sounds like, he sounds like Johnny Cash. Okay. Um, the, uh, was it Which sleep, 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 uh, the devil wears a suit and tie and, uh, sleeping on the blacktop. Those are the two that I'm looking at. Um, if I do change it, it, they're a little slower, but it's got a nice kick drum and a basic guitar lick. And it's just like, it's just everything. And, and his storytelling is just so amazing. Um, and I've always wanted to do kind of a Johnny Cash song, but there's only two songs that guys in baseball choose from, and it's just they're overplayed. So yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I've been thinking through it. I'm still not there yet. Are you into metal at all? Not, not like super hard, but like bluesy metal? Because that's kind of where I go when I think uh, walk-up songs. Yeah. Um, shoot. I, I mean, I work out and listen to um, – just about anything shoot me and my me and my good buddy nick catalano we he was my teammate in college my center fielder we went to a breaking benjamin concert and uh you know shoot we 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 love we i I love anything i love all music and and i I love you know i might be tweeting out soon maybe tomorrow shoot just (laughs) like for for music because i'm just I love listening to new music, finding new artists. Like I just, I just discovered Tyler Childers and he's got, he's got one song nose on the grindstone. That's an acoustic. It's a beautiful song. Not, a, wouldn't use it as a walkout, but the message is just everything we all need to hear. Um, and 
it's just, I'm, I'm discovering new artists more and more recently and I'm just having so much fun and it's so many different genres. It's across so many. Um, but yeah, no, I, bluesy rock is kind of where I like to sit anyway. Um, yeah. I'm a big black keys fan. Yeah. Um, that's, that's though they're my favorite band been for a long time. And, uh, I definitely have considered quite a few of their songs too. And from the archives, well, like especially the first two or three albums, they've got some real oh bangers. Yes. In there, yes. From rubber factory to, uh, what was, what was one of their other albums? Um, thick freakness, thick freakness. Gosh, they got the so one many. after that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, uh, well, no, they got the big come up, which is their first one. Yeah. Um, that one's so good. I, I, whenever I introduce people to the Black Keys, and I'm surprised that people still haven't heard of them. They're everywhere. I know people that have never heard of them. It's like, it's bad. Like, yeah. And I go, I, I just, I send them to the very first album, The Big Come Up. And that story on that album, if you've never looked it up, is so cool. It's so awesome. They just, they... It was the Phil Knight story. He they just faked it. They just faked that they had an album and record and been playing shows, and they got a record deal. <laughs> like it's, that's really it's, cool. I did uh, not know that. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, that's that's how Phil Knight started Nike. He went to Japan and made his own name, Blue Ribbon Shoes, and just he used his parents' house as like the business like <laughs> the guy the guy, i mean it's just you hear so many stories of that and it's just it's amazing yeah anything with like a, a grungy guitar like those early black keys I, i'm definitely on board for um two bands that i like uh the sword and graveyard they they sound dark and evil but it's just bluesy rock kind of right. like uh early sabbath but not as dark it's more okay. in like lyrically uh i would say Okay. Uh, I'd suggest listening to any of their early stuff. They're all great. Um, I was just saying, hang on, hang on. I got to write this down so I don't forget. <laughs> I'm like, I have the audio file. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look these up later on. But Graveyard. And what was it? The Sword. The Sword. Yeah. Hisogen Blues is the, the album that I usually go to for Graveyard. It's like 10 years old. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I used to work at night serving tables and stuff like that. And I would play this stuff and people were like, I really like the music here. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> hey, it's me again. This is not part of the actual interview, but I wanted to tell you guys real quick about rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? This is a question that I ask myself all the time. That's why I go to rockauto.com. I don't feel like spending twice as much for the same parts. So go to rockauto.com right now, just like me, and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Bidding on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So yeah, we're going to move from music to uh, more baseball things, I suppose, and Another thing that I'm always interested in is when did you know that or have a feeling that you could make a run at this professionally? Was there an aha moment? Was there an outing that you had? Or was it just like, I'm going to keep going until somebody tells me no? I don't think I ever thought about it. Um, you know, from from a young age, uh, you know, my mom told me when I was younger, she had like days of her lives on or something of the sorts when she, when I was like an infant. And I'd be crying, and then she turned on a Dodger game or, or a baseball game. I'm not sure if it was a Dodger game specifically. And Vin Scully's voice, my, I was crying. She was doing stuff around the house. I just stopped. And she started recording baseball games because baseball was – I would fall asleep to baseball. And, you know, just from a young age, you know, believe it or not, my first Little League team – like when we actually had team names was was the Philadelphia Phillies and then the second team was the Oakland A's. Did you play which, on a third team? Oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, little league, yeah. You, you go up in the ranks, but it's kind of bizarre. And yeah. and you don't you don't think about those things. And um, you know, just like I don't think about those, you know, my my previous starts <laughs> when they last were and now they're lined up like and, and it's crazy to me that um, that I've been able to enjoy this profession. Um, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm thankful. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a religious person. And I, I believe that, that God has put me in this position to share a message and, and share my faith with, you know, the people that I get to interact with every day. And, and I've been blessed to be able to play this game and to honor him doing it. And um, it's just been it's been crazy. And I think if there's one time that I really enjoyed the moment of the game and, and I, looking back, I think my debut says it all. Um, you know, I went seven innings. Uh, it was on mother's day. My whole family was there. My, my fiance girlfriend at the time, she was there. Um, it was just being able to look at that, look at them when I knew I was coming out of the game after the seventh, looking up at the seats and just understanding it like, all right, I'm here. Let's, let's, let's continue doing this. It's that, that right there was kind of the, the telling that, okay, all right, I can do this. This isn't, this isn't hard. And then, and then, and then the hard stuff came and uh, yeah. So we are, we're going to keep working hard and keep understanding that this game is going to, bring you to your knees and it's going to challenge you. And uh, that's where I'm at. And I feel like that, I feel like I'm, 
I'm challenging myself every day because the game brought me to my knees and, and humbled me where I needed to, where I needed to be. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to like, like we, I said earlier is all the opportunities that, that Oakland gives me. That was beautiful. I, I really like that answer quite a bit. <laughs> I'm going to move from that wonderful answer. I just uh, ask you some other just random things to, to round things out here. Um, you mentioned some of your favorite players growing up, guys that you would look up to um, from the Philly stuff. Who were the, the guys that you tried to model your game after when you were growing up? I was a big, big Jim Edmonds fan when I was a kid. Okay. Um, and when he got traded to uh, St. Louis, I was a big Cardinals fan. So, um, so I watched a lot of NL games. But I felt like every Angel game I went to, and this is no joke, like I feel like every Angel game we went to, it was against the A's. It just just felt that way, right? Like, and I just I just have in my mind just I don't know. It's just maybe it's just because you know green and gold is you know the only really other colors in this in this game they stand out they stand out compared to all the other teams that are blue and red and uh but i think it's funny that you know across the bay is oregon state colors so i can't you know i can't stand those guys over there <laughs> sorry i'm sorry if anyone's listening and they're oregon state fans but well, they better but, not they know what they sign up for <laughs> yeah but <laughs> but you know it's i just i just I'm, I'm yeah i'm getting off track but i just love this game and i'm, I'm yeah that's awesome. Uh, you grew up in Anaheim. Does that mean that you grew up an Angel fan, Dodger fan? Did it matter? I was a Cardinals fan. Let's Cardinals just put it that. Well, yeah, because of Jim, because of Jim Edmonds, and I just fell in love with the history of them, like you know, Bob Gibson and Ozzy Smith, and you know, and then that was you know Pujols, you know, start of his prime, um, Yadi Merlin, Yadier Molina, like just just there was just so much good Chris Carpenter watching him pitch was great. Um, Adam Wainwright when he was younger, I mean, there's just so, so many, many guys, guys. <laughs> so many guys, um, you know, so, I mean, but again, I just, I'm a history, I'm a, I'm a fan of the game. I'm a fan of baseball in general. And I think if we're talking about just one specific team, I don't think there was one. I think it was, I enjoyed going to any type of baseball game that I could, um, whether that be a junior college game, which I went to plenty and I went to a bunch of Cal State Fullerton Titan games who ended up, you know, my head coach at Oregon was the head coach of those programs and, uh, you know, got to play for George Horton. That was amazing. And then obviously going to a lot of angel games when, because they're in the area, I didn't go to a lot of Dodger games. I think I went to one or two when I was younger, <laughs> but angel games, we had season tickets too. We went to them all the time. We're at the world series. Um, we're at the wild, uh, we're at the, um, we went to the divisional series. We went to all of it. You know, I was, but like, I just enjoyed the game so much that I didn't, I didn't take a second to be like, Oh, they're my favorite team. My, my wife and I like to go down. Uh, we, we like Disneyland a lot. So, you know, annual passes and I, all that stuff. I live there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we would go and watch angel games. We'll go to probably a couple a year. Generally, if we make two or three trips, because we'll go for birthdays and hers is in December. So we don't get to go to games then, but uh, lots of fun. Just 
watching the angels, whoever they're playing. Sometimes I'll try to make it so that it's when they're playing the A's or, you know, Pujols is going after his home runs or something like that. But yeah. if Otani's starting or Mike Trout's playing right now, like these days, it's a good time. I, I don't care who's playing. I just want to watch baseball. So, yeah, that's how it's always been for me. I just want to watch baseball. I want to like, even now it's like, I'm watching games on my phone and watching, you know, spring training games. Like, I'm so excited to have fans back. I'll tell you that too, because it's, it's going to be fun to have them in the seats. And um, I'm just, it's going to be a fun year just because it's, it's going to have some type of feeling of this is our new normal. This is what we got to live with, right? Mm-hmm. This is a new normal, but there's going to be some types of normalcy when, when we have fans in the seats and that's going to be exciting. And, um, and hopefully, you know, Disneyland opens back up too. Uh, April 1st. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, are, you a, are you a Disney guy? Oh, I had a season pass like, or like the annual pass. Cause I had the, I was a SoCal, mm-hmm. you know, kid. I went, I felt like I went twice a week. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> I, 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 but they got rid of that pass. So oh, it's that, like, that's right. Yeah. Cause they weren't really making any money on it. Yeah. Um, because you know, you would go the, the annual pass, you would go, three times in a year and it pays for itself. Mm-hmm. That's why you did it. Like, yeah. and all our friends did it. Like that's, it just made the most sense. You could, and uh, you know, even in, even in college and my first few years of pro ball, I still had it. I was going because it was the off season. I go work out and then head over, hop on a few coasters and then go home. Like what are your go-to rides? What is your favorite ride? Oh, Oh man. Uh, I love, I love big thunder breakdown. <laughs> big thunder mountain for those that <laughs> for, uh, the, my dad used to work there and he's always called a big thunder breakdown because every 25 30 minutes he always <laughs> got a call on his radio that it was the big thunder mountain would would have been broken down with the annual passes on your phone that's how you get extra rides is because you just get big thunder tickets and you're like cool i can go wherever i want now thanks <laughs> yes exactly it's always broken down but i love indiana jones that's one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh but i think i think the classic a classic disneyland ride that i just i have to go on every time i'm there is pirates of the caribbean my, my wife's that way too she loves that ride uh they keep adding stuff to it which has made me like it a lot more recently um, have you been in the last couple of years? Yes. There's, you go down and are going through and then there's a, it's towards the end of the ride, I believe. And there's the, the mirror trick that they do where you're going through and there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden there's a whole person or vice versa. And I was like, Oh, that was really cool. I have no idea how they did that, but it's a yeah. really cool trick that they did. Yeah. Yeah. No uh, haunted mansion's great. Especially during yeah. like, especially during like the holidays and stuff when they change it to the, uh, nightmare before Christmas theme. And, uh, that's always fun, but yeah, I just, you know, Disneyland is such a good time. And, uh, I, I love, Oh, if we're talking California adventure though, that the, Oh, what's it called? Guardians of the galaxy ride is like hands down, just like everything they did with that was perfect. Do you like that one over tower of terror? I miss tower of terror though. Yeah. I, I think do. the tower of terror was my favorite ride. What my wife's do. And, uh, now I'm like, it's still cool, but she doesn't like this one as much because there's that in this ride more often you get that little bit of you don't know which way you're going to go. And she hates that. I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, but, right. So now I'm like, all right, well, if I want to go on this, I got to wait in this line for an hour. Yeah. Do I like this ride anymore? 
yeah. it, it's the internal question that I have to do. So I, th- I think they did a great job changing it to more modern times, but I do miss Tower of Terror and and just the Twilight Zone. I, I watched the new the newer season that was released what two years ago or something. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. I'm just like I'm an oldie. Like I like. I like watching reruns of MASH and like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I might be a little different, but I get, it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy, I just enjoy just cult, the culture change and stuff and California or Disneyland had a lot of that. It was like a lot of stuff was just so old for its time. Mm-hmm. And that was always what was fun about going with your friends and just understanding like the animatronics then versus how they would do things now. It's just incredible. It's insane how different they are, and especially like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, they'll be really old, and then all of a sudden you got like the new uh, redhead or something like that. And you're like, oh, oh, there, there's a very stark difference in here. Yeah. Um, yep. Have you been on the uh, what is it, uh, Monsters After Dark, the tower or the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride? It's for like Halloween er- uh, time. I'm not sure that I don't know. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I, I, I went during when they did that or, or I don't think I've been there even knowing about it, to be honest. You might, you might've got me on that one. <laughs> we, we follow a lot of stuff. Uh, it's so much fun. They basically just blast metal music for like a minute and a half while you're on the ride. It's fantastic. So they did, they did the, was it the California screaming before it was the Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did the uh, oh the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, for that and Space Mountain uh, when I was like when I was in high school, and that was the coolest time because like we'd go to Space Mountain you'd hear Red Hot Chili Peppers we go to you know you go to California Adventure Red Hot Chili Peppers and that was just like that was the coolest. Well, and that was like right around Californication, maybe a little bit after. I think Space it was I think it was right around yeah. But like that was so cool. That was a lot of fun because we would just like get a fast pass for Space Mountain and then just hop over to the coaster and just ride it a bunch of times because no one was over there. I, I legitimately love uh, Hyperspace Mountain when they do the the Star Wars thing for that. It, yeah, it, it's a different ride for me, and I I enjoy that. Yeah, I absolutely. don't like the ghost one, whatever that is. That one's not fine. <laughs> I'm out not on a, it. It's the same ride every time, but I don't like that one. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um last uh ride question here are you a uh, grizzly river run guy yeah yeah i've 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 we stayed in the hotel when the grand california hotel just (laughs) opened up when i was a kid (laughs) and that part of the park wasn't open yet but the security guard let us let us in because we were hotel guests and me my brother and my dad all wore our bathing suits and we rode it like 13 times in a row and got absolutely drenched and, the, and there was no one there and since we were bathing suits like they didn't care like if we just sat there so we literally sat in the turnstile in the same in the same cart or whatever the raft same raft and just rode it a bunch of times it was so fun there was one morning we started over in california adventure and we got on this, with this one other guy who was in line and he was like, yeah, I come here in the morning before work and I just ride this ride a couple of times and then I go to work. I'm like, that's amazing. I would love to do that. That's so much fun. But yeah. What I love about that ride is there's like seven, eight seats, how, six seats. I don't know how many, but 
with, if you're going with only a couple people, you're just put with random people and you could be with the snobbiest people at the beginning. But once you get wet, everybody's having the best time of their life. Yep. And it's just a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoy that ride. Yeah, that's such yeah. a good ride. It's such a good ride because, yeah, you do, you're right. It's you jump in there, you know, there's six seats or eight seats or something like that. And it's just like you don't know who you're going to be riding with. And it's like. The people, it's fun getting on with the ride with people that know what to expect mm-hmm. because you all are amped up, like, like just yelling and screaming on the ride up. And then, uh, it's just fun. I enjoy it. Very recently in the last year or two, they put in a big geyser right before the end of the ride. And that is my favorite thing. No, no, no. I've only been on the ride a couple times since, but cause it's too cold or something, but, uh, my favorite thing to do is just go watch people not know that the geyser's there and be like, the hell is that? Or they like feel the rumble under the raft and then it gets them. Yeah. I'll, I'll people watch that for a half an hour a day. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I like, I like when people use the freaking squirt guns on the side <laughs> of the ride and just shoot at people. That's that cracks me up more than anything. Uh, I missed Disneyland. We, we need to go at some point. My, my wife and I, unless you yeah. want to come too, you, you are yeah. welcome to. Yeah. I mean, I need to go anyway. So yeah, let's <laughs> might as well make a trip. Hey, it's me again. Just one last time. I got to tell you guys about our other sponsor today, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over and Major League Baseball is right around the corner, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing right now. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you got to do is go over to their website at betonline.ag or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the code Locked On. So all you got to do, go to betonline.ag, uh, get their 50% welcome bonus when you sign up with your first deposit, use promo code Locked On, and you're all set to go bet on some sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you, and that is the Locked On MLB Prospects Podcast, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, and it is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow, minor leaguers. Arm does it all in this podcast. I've listened to it a whole bunch. And he does team-focused farm system breakdowns. He does prospect rankings. He also interviews uh, some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game. Uh, He interviewed Jesus Lozardo a couple months ago. So if you want to hear that, uh, go back in his feed. But to get to that feed, all you got to do is go to your favorite podcast provider, go to Locked On MLB Prospects, and subscribe to the podcast. He does a great job. It's uh, definitely worth a listen. So subscribe to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast wherever you like to hear voices. So I also saw that you are a big hockey fan. You have a hockey fantasy league team. And uh, one, I don't know how you got Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid on the same team. Yeah, so I got Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. So McDavid I got on the draft. He was my 1-1. That was like... Oh, when we start the league, like four years ago to keeper league. Okay. So I got him right away and I made a trade with Taylor Hall. I made, I made like a four player trade for Crosby and one other guy that I ended up not keeping. 
but I just wanted Crosby. I wanted, I wanted, I <laughs> Taylor Hall ended up being a bust. Everyone I sent him ended up being a bust, but they were playing hot at the time. Yeah. I finished third in the league. He finished fourth. Like it was just one of those things where it was just timing and I got a good, got a good <laughs> team and team, the squad right now we're, we're right now in second. Um, I was just looking at it not too long ago. Uh, right now in second. Oh, look, shocking. Crosby has a goal. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, diehard hockey fan. Uh, went to the NHL All-Star game uh, in night. Oh, it would have been January of last year. Um, uh, was in St. Louis. First time ever being in St. Louis. And got to be at the All-Star game and uh, was there as actually a celebrity gamer um, for the NHL game series and uh if there's a any game made by ea in particular that i grind it would be nhl um i play that game pretty religiously but other than that i'm on my computer and prefer pc gaming but if there's if there's a game i love playing it's it's nhl and i'm and i i'd like to think i'm pretty good at it but i know there's plenty of people that are better than me i i remember NHL 94, I think, on Sega. Oh, All yeah. you had to do was just run into the goalie and you would score every time. It was the best glitch. You know, you know, there's uh there's actually tournaments for NHL 94. <laughs> uh, I actually I actually talk to the guys pretty regularly because that's the first that's the first hockey game I played was NHL 94. And uh yeah, that was that's that's so funny that you mentioned it because I I I still I have a Sega Genesis still and I still play it every once in a while. We picked up one of those ones that has like 50 games in it or whatever. It was like 50 bucks. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's cool. They're all just preloaded. And you're like, how did people do this before where they couldn't save their games? It was not a fun time growing up. I remember leaving it on, well, like when we went to church or school yep. or whatever, and just, just leave it on all day and then hope that it stayed on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's, how, it's like how the PlayStation was. Like me and actually JB were talking about this earlier was... uh we were talking about how we'd leave our PlayStation two on all day, like forget about it for three days. Cause you go sleep over with your buddies and like you come back on and you accidentally hit the controller and it like the controller starts vibrating. You're like, Oh crap, I forgot it was on. And then you're, <laughs> and then you're stuck there gaming for another hour. <laughs> it just repeats the cycle. Uh, did, did you grow up playing a sports talk baseball as well on Sega? So I started with Tommy Lasorda baseball. I only, we only got a few games. It was like those two and like Echo the Dolphin were like the three games. And, and you know, Sonic, obviously, but yeah, uh, we, we didn't get a lot of extra games. So I do, I have never got to play Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Tommy Lasorda was such a classic. I still got that ball sound in my ear. Um, there's so many good things in the strikes, but I just remember, you know, you could, you could move the pitch with the analog and you'd start on the far side and then sweep it across the zone. <laughs> It's just oh gosh, if that if that game if there's tournaments for that, I feel like I'd do pretty well. But <laughs> I, I love I just I love old games. Um, my fiance when I made the All Star team for AAA, uh, she got me an uh, an NES, one of the more recent ones, like the preloaded ones. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave me a Super Nintendo system, like those preloaded ones, and yeah. that was that was awesome. So. Uh, Every, every once in a while we'll break that out and play like old school mario kart have fun it's always fun I, i've been yeah. wanting i think i have fomo right now and i don't have a switch i have a ps4 that is it i have not found a ps5 and i'm like do i need to get a switch just to get me over and i'll just get a ps5 like in a year or something i don't know so 
yeah i, I, I i'm just games i want to play i'm just such a big proponent as like if you're going to spend money spend on something that's going to last because like to me the only reason i'm playing my playstation 4 or eventually ps5 which will i won't get it for another year and a half just because it's like i want all the bugs that come out of it i want i just and want it more games all that stuff exactly like but like i've been having so much fun pc gaming since i've i started that like three or four years ago mm-hmm. and i've just it's just changed kind of how i thought about gaming and um just i've just enjoyed it a lot more and my laptop has lasted me way longer than any console has so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of where i'm leaving it that's usually how i do it too i'm like all right well i need a new computer that one comes first because i can do so many things on this it's kind of how i do work um i i had a, a second part to the hockey uh question and that is how did you become a red wings fan growing up in anaheim in the height of mighty ducks era cinema yep detroit red wings detroit red wings um one of my childhood friends his his uncle or his dad's brother's uncle i there's a family relation um i forget it now it's been so long since i've kind of really talked about it um but let's just say his uncle was mike babcock and and my first hockey game was detroit anaheim and me being the kid i was was i was very much oh you guys root for the hometown team well who are they playing against okay that's my team (laughs) but that's that's just how i operated um, like when the, like all my buddies were Lakers fans and they were playing the Spurs. So I was like a Spurs fan before, before I made a rule for myself, which was any first sporting event that I go to, cause I'd never been to a pro basketball game. I'd never been to an NFL game. Um, those were going to be my teams, but I always stuck with the Detroit Red Wings is because I got to meet, um, so many, <laughs> so many Red Wings, uh, Zetterberg, like young Zetterberg, Dotsuk, uh, Lindstrom, <laughs> gosh, Chris Osgood, my favorite goalie of all time. Um, <laughs> just like I, I got to meet so many guys, and I just was like, that is a is a is a something that I will never forget, and that is something that I'm going to continue to uh, root for them. I'm a big Red Wings fan. Um, when we went to Detroit um, in '19, I got to tour Little Caesars Arena, got to shoot shoot some pucks with Giovanni Smith nice. um, and their synthetic ice area up upstairs. Like they showed me the whole facility, like gave me the whole nine yards. It was amazing. I, I enjoyed every second of it. And uh, you know, just, I've been, a, I've been a loyal fan for a long time. And, and that's, if there's one team that won't change, it, it's that. And I could really care less about kind of the other sports because um, hockey is just what I pay attention to the most. It's it's a fun one, and I think that there's a lot of baseball fans that are also hockey fans, but no other sports. And uh, I've always found that cross section interesting. I have no idea why that's the case, but uh, I like hockey. I try to do basketball now and again, but I grew up with the Warriors being terrible, and <laughs> I loved that. I, I loved the underdogness of the Warriors. Yeah. Once a team starts winning a bunch, I'm like, all right, well, I, I, you're gonna win. I, I don't need to watch as much. The A's are a different case because, you know, they're yeah. constant and they have not won yet. So it'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the Red Wings, I grew up with like Yeiserman and Chelios and uh, oh. Brendan Shanahan. Yes. Like those guys. 
uh, they broke a lot of hearts because, you know, growing up, the Sharks came in in like 91, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was six at that time. So uh, got to watch a lot of hockey. And uh, th- those were the Red Wings teams of my nightmares, personally. Yeah. My favorite goalie, not necessarily when he was on the wings, but uh, Dominic Hasek. Oh, uh, yeah. I loved him with the, the Sabres. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I, I would pick random teams to root for. Like the Hartford Whalers, I liked their jerseys. Love their jer- I love that the Hurricanes wear the Hartford Whalers jerseys, like yeah. as like their throwback. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Such good jerseys. I know. All right. So last thing I got for you, um, what are some career goals that you have that you want to achieve uh, over the next 10 years? 10 years. Hopefully I'm still playing in 10 years. That's, that's the goal. Um, obviously I'd be pretty old by then, um, in baseball, in baseball years. Um, but career wise, I just, I want to make, I want to make my mark in the game and, and leave a mark in the game. Um, not necessarily as a player, but, but just whether that be in a community that I, that I am a part of, or in terms of charity work that I, that I aspire to do, um, uh, and, want to do um i just want to leave a mark somehow some way and and be an example for 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 younger players and and really grow the game um i don't think we do enough growing of the game in inner cities and and rural towns and um even outside the u.s so if there's opportunity to to go somewhere else and and teach the game of baseball i want to do it and and be a part of it and um and if there's a way to do that uh if there's a way to do that with my, with my faith, I'm going to try to do that too. So I hope, I hope in, in 10 years that, you know, I'm, I'm still chasing that guy 10 years from then. Um, I think, I think Matthew McConaughey, when he said that many years ago, uh, that kind of really stuck with me is you're always, you're always looking to improve yourself 10 years from now and 10 years from now and just keep it going. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my answer to it. I, I think, I, I hope that I hope that answers the question and but I want to play the game as long as I can. So hopefully I'm still playing. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. No problem. Anything you want to plug at all? Uh at social media. I just I first want to make sure that I say to my fiance again, congratulations on her hard work. Um she just was uh she just won a Emmy for her hosting. Um uh hot wheel a hot wheels segment and so i just i'm proud of her i love her um kristen beat she's amazing she's the love of my life and um i'm just thankful for for her and she is my support she's my rock and um you know and i'm thankful that i'm just thankful for for her so i just want to make sure that i i I make sure i mention her that's really sweet man um I'll, i'll get you out of here and uh you go play some more grand theft auto Hey, I think JB's calling me. I think that's why he keeps <laughs> buzzing me on Discord. All right. Take it easy, man. You too. Have a good one. You too.